You are listening to Dial H for Hero Clicks, where we are live with episode 75. Oh, yeah. I am Hunter Smith, the host, and with me is my cousin and good friend, Mr. Austin Smith. How's it going, everybody? No Drew Alderson once again. Yeah, we'll get we'll get to the reason behind that, because I'm... We get to the yeah, we, we have a new theory that we just came up with here in just a moment. But today's episode will cover... News, psych, there is no news, once again, it's the dead time of the year for us in Heroclix land, but we will talk about our main topic, which is Flash meta potential. This is something that actually some people have have already covered um, already lately, but we kind of wanted to give our two cents um, on things, especially since a lot of you guys have requested this topic through email. Hunter, Hunter, let's not, let's not downplay ourselves that much, we're a little more than two cents by now, we're like at least a nickel. Oh, so yeah. we're going to put our five cents in. I'd give us a nickel, yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll do some Hunter's Hidden Gems, and then, of course, we'll play our uh, game show that we play every week. And we'll see if anybody has topped Are You, you Smarter, smarter than, than a Clicks Player? Because right now that's the front one, front runner. So let's get into news. Like I said, there is no official news, but something did come to our mind, actually inspired by something on HC Realms, and that is, where's our Clicksmas news this year? There's There's no... I don't... 12 days of clicks... Well, let's see. Yeah, 12 days of clicks would, so would have already started. It would have started on the 13th. So, no, no. what's up with that, WizKids? I know, I'm kind of sad. Now, Austin will explain our theory. Um, <laughs> is it a coincidence that there's no clicks and the Drew's been missing? I was going to say, if anyone I know would turn into some sort of clicks Grinch and decide that if he can't play clicks, no one can, it would be the Drew Alderson. You know, I, I won't put that past him. <laughs> I really won't. He may be out there stealing all the clicks news and just hoarding stealing it. Stealing all the perplexes, all the probs, and the. Um, so, with that said, we'll just skip right into our main topic of flash meta potential. Now, I wanted to keep this pretty limited. Of course, there's probably uh, there's probably twenty figures that you could look at in any given set and say, "Oh, this could potentially seem you know meta play." But what we wanted to do was really narrow down the five ish. Five, six, seven—you know—figures to keep an eye on, and who knows? Maybe something won't that didn't make the list will end up surprising us. I can almost guarantee something that didn't make the list will just because that's how it goes. Yeah, it's almost a given. <laughs> but at this time, at this state, in what we have out right now in the world of modern age hero clicks, these are the figures that we think have the best chance of making a splash. And we have uh, six figures total. I'm going to start us off with uh, Turtle. Well, of course. And what we're going to do is just give a brief explanation of why we think that this piece deserves to be on the list, and then what are some other good modern age figures that this piece might have synergy with, and what, if any, resources are better for it. Uh, for Turtle, you know why, you know why he's here. He's a great control piece. We talked about him last week. We've talked about him the last few weeks. His trait is just overall just an excellent source of control and and game plan that your opponent can't do anything about. You know, there's very few effects in the game that could potentially keep his effect from going off. And on top of that, he has stealth and outwit. You know, so it he... For, and he's only 50 points. So, I mean, he has all the things that you want in a control piece. Yeah, and it's not like he's limited by range or anything. It's just everywhere. So in my brainstorming, what I want for my turtle team is I want some synergy in the um, aspects of a heavy ranged team. I want my team to be superior at range where my opponent wants to rush up on me, where they want to take that token in damage. Um, I also want, if I can, my pieces to have sidestep. Because sidestep and then a running shot, or sidestep and then something else will help you get a, you get around Turtle's ability without right. triggering it on yourself. Could we be looking at Heimdall meta 2014? I think we could. <laughs> no. I don't even know Let's if get that's real. possible. Let's get realistic here. Uh, so, I looked through what are some pieces in modern age that um, are really good pieces that have sidestep or running shot, that have high range, higher than usual, higher than a 6 at least, with precision strike or psychic blast, but not pulse wave because remember I'm trying to keep 
my team at range. They're going to be relatively close to each other. They're probably going to be close to Turtle because they'll be carrying him up and stuff. Yep. So I really, for his outwit, so I, I try to stay away from Pulse Wave because I thought synergistic-wise I'd rather have uh, Precision Strike and Psychic Blast. Some pieces that I came up with uh, were 50-point Green Lantern Abin Sir, who's already seen meta play. He and on top of that, he brings up the brings the ability to bring constructs into the game too. Yep. Um, he has running which, shot energy explosion with eight range, which is worth noting, particularly with constructs on him. Um, Wall and turtle are really good. Yeah, exactly. That that really was the main thing. That and his cheap point cost for his high range. That's what made, put him on here. He has running shot or sidestep on every click. Uh, Banshee, of course, you already know what Banshee does. And and the good thing about Banshee is. He has superior range. He can see through everything. The opponent's going to want to rush up on you. When they do, they're coming within your so many yeah. squares of Banshee's effects. Uh, then I had Bullseye from Deadpool. Cyclops from ABX. I actually ended up listing him a lot on my um, figures today, surprisingly. Really? Uh, he he really is a great piece at 100 points. And he's seen tons of meta play, um, particularly against Pharaoh because of his ability to shoot through blocking. Yep. But uh, AVX Cyclops at 100, and then Yondu from Guardians of the Galaxy being a high-range um, running shots, uh, precision strike, or just doing his special ability and staying at range. Um, as far as resources, any resource is good with Turtle. He doesn't necessarily need one per- in particular. You know, I kind of leaned towards the slower-paced ones, the book was mainly really the battery or the book. Um, particular, I, th- I think the battery... And not only that, I think the green battery. Oh, yeah, definitely. Because then you're limiting the number of free actions and you're throwing in the whole turtle. You know, you're really controlling the match. Yep. Um, I think I like the green battery the best, especially for a lot of these pieces that I mentioned. All of them, except for Cyclops, need willpower anyways. Yeah. So I thought the green battery would be good. And then if you ran Abin on top of that, you'd be getting the plus one on all the values from the ring and all that good stuff. So... I think I like the green battery the best out of any of them, but again, it doesn't matter too much. And on top of that, the green battery gives you access to something that also helps you get around Turtle's trait if need be, and that's TK from the uh, Catapult Construct. Uh, Austin's going to go next with Doctor, a piece that I didn't really want to myself put on this list, but I knew Austin loved it so much that I put It it on here just for him. You're looking at a piece. I mean, he's a little pricey for his for his uh, what he does, but you're looking at a piece that's 110 points, um, ESD, uh, running shot, pulse wave. But you're really running him for that trait. It completely locks down opposing mind control. Like there, if he is on the board, you can almost say without a doubt your opponent's not going to use mind control if he has it. I mean, like there might be one like I'm willing to take that unavoidable or something like that, but it's very unlikely. And then on top of that, he's a is it an eight range prob perplex, um, but he's also got a half dial at fifty, at 50 only points, fifty. Which that starts with his it's his pulse wave or his uh, sorry his pin side barrier prob, yeah. So I mean you're looking at a fifty point piece that shuts down mind control, that has prob has barrier and has penetrating if you need to get that two damage off. Um, I really like him um, for fifty points. That's what I want in a support piece. He completely shuts down an enemy piece, potentially one that's a lot more expensive than he is, and destroys an opposing strategy at the same time in that regard. I like, um, when it comes to figures that go with him, as a 50-point piece, he really slots into about any team. Um, he provides a tertiary attacker in a 300-point game, kind of, having Pensai 2 damage. If you run him with a resource like Book or something like that that gives him the extra attack he needs to be a solid tertiary attacker, especially... Um, I'm more privy to things like uh, Phoenix Force on him for Invol or something to give him a little more defensive capabilities. Um, but any of the batteries, of course, especially, once again, Green. Green gives him willpower. It shuts down uh, opposing for extra free actions on top of that. So not only can Brother Voodoo not do anything, he gets none of his free actions on top of the normal crap he gets. Um and then the willpower gives him the chance to barrier back-to-back, which is really important when you're looking for a barrier piece that's going to be saving your ass most games. 
He, he does have one thing going for him that I had kind of forgot about, and that's that he also has the mystical keyword. Oh, yeah. Which is really useful for team building. So, yeah, I had forgotten. I mean, that just that keyword may have nudged him onto the list for his own merits, even just not just uh, from you promoting him to me. Uh, I'll go ahead and do Black Lantern Zoom, a figure most of you probably figured would be on here. Uh, Zoom is super fast, of course. I mean... At top dial, we're looking at, uh, for the Black Lantern version, a 13 movement hypersonic. He has willpower. He has Indom, which a lot of these uh, high hypersonic pieces do not have. He has that going for him. He, unfortunately, is a prime, so he's going to take up the prime slot on your team. So, it, you know, it, that does slightly... So Zoom. Yeah, Avancer can't be played, Brother Voodoo, those things. But then again, he's 120 points. You're probably not going to play Voodoo with him anyways. Um, what I like for him is he ramps up pretty quickly. And he also has longevity. Those are the two things that he really has going for him. And the reason I say that is because, of course, he, you know you know how the Speed Force trait works. But the thing about his is if you look towards the end of his dial, he has seven clicks of life for 120 points. He has super senses for those first three. But his defense power on his last three clicks gives him regen and toughness. And when he uses regen, increase the result of the D6 roll by half the number of speed tokens on this card at a maximum of six. Now the good thing about that is it's, you don't have to remove those tokens when yeah. you do that. It's just an automatic effect. So if you can really get this guy going, if you can ramp him up, he can be really nasty because he's going to be living crazy long. Uh, because not only that, his last five clicks of life, he has a damage fire that gives him steel energy, and when an opposing character's KO'd, automatically heal him of one damage and place a speed token on his card. Which then, again, you're healing him off those regen clicks they hit him back on the region, and you just got a free token from the steel energy. So, again, half of that, half of the number of your speed tokens, even if you just have that one somehow, even if he's been getting focus fired a lot, he still is going to have an automatic plus one because half of one point five rounds up to one. What makes me laugh is looking at this piece. Let's say he didn't have Indom, he'd still be a solid S piece without. Oh, Indom. for sure, yeah. So for the fact that he has Indom and all of this going for him, it means that you don't have to fill. It gives you. You don't have to fill in that Indom gap with a resource. You're open to do things like Phoenix Force or um, any of the damn any of the batteries that go good on him. He has uh, an attack power that lets him get around certain things. He can remove a speed token to use Exploit or Flurry whenever he does. Uh, he got, and Blades on top of either of those um, whenever he does his hypersonic. So if he comes against a piece, uh, if he comes against a superson uh, super senses piece. He can choose flurry and get two two swings at him. Basically, if he comes against an exploit or a, a impervious piece, he can choose exploit and get some guaranteed damage through. What you really want, I think, is just a resource that helps him guarantee that he gets ramping up. Because without the ramp, he's not as nasty as you might think he yeah. is. Um, and it may seem like overkill, but I really like TK with him. Um, just to get him out there, to get a shot in at somebody, a hit in on a weak target, go again, go after their doctor on their team. They're, you know, somebody who's sitting in the back with that 16 defense yep. with no dampeners where you know you're going to get a speed token off of hitting this chump. And then TK him out there, let him hit and run basically all the way back. Now he's got a speed token. Just that one speed token is going to make him very scary for your opponent because now you have at any time exploit blades hypersonic uh, flurry blades hypersonic and that threat is just ridiculous and then they're going to focus him and then he can regen it's like it, he's one of those pieces that you hate to play against because it's like you're you're damned if you go after him and you're damned if you don't yep because you waste actions going after him and that's like uh earlier when i said phoenix force the other reason i really like it is for that reason he can pick off weaker characters get himself built up but you can also choose to get what you need right off the bat on him so you can you get involved through Colossus Shard, but you can also pick: Do I want um, do I want an extra attack or an extra damage on him from the get go by what shards I leave and go with? Honestly, anything. It's hard to any, pick. Any one. resource really helps him for the most part. Um, as far as the other pieces to play with him, Star Labs Tech, which we'll be talking about here in a minute, um, I think goes well with him because she has access to TK. 
for very cheap, 33 points, and she gives the ability to give him precision strike. If yeah. you're really having going up against a lot of, say, uh, two out of your three opponent your opponent's figures have super senses and you don't have speed tokens yet, go ahead and do the power action. Give him precision strike. Let him get some guaranteed damage through. Um, I also liked uh, Shriek giving everybody battle fury and. Um, not being able to make ranged attacks against him so he can really rule the roost. That that really could go with any hypersonic even, piece. Actually, I didn't even think about Shriek with Turtle. And then, yeah. And then uh, AVX uh, Cyclops again at 100 points. Because he has outwit, he has superior range, and I just think he um, is, a, is a great secondary attacker figure at that point value. Um, Austin's going to go with his second figure, which is Engineer. It's really hard to like pick anything for this one because, I mean, it's a walking toolbox. Um, two solid point values to play it at, depending on what you need to fill in on your team. Um, an amazing trait that shuts down a Red Lantern Ring immediately and Despotellus. Um, two very big things in the two, meta. Yeah. Um, pr- uh, built-in sidestep right off the get-go, which is great, too. Um, only... Only problem I would say is keywords. Is scientist is the best one you're looking at, which scientists did get a lot of love though in uh, Flash. There's a ton of good scientist figures, but uh, I mean you're looking at a, a choice of uh, movement, attack, and damage power every single turn as a free action. So whenever you want them, um, it really it's hard to pick. I mean the only resources I could think that would benefit the most for her are ones that shut down your opponent. So like. Um, Green Lantern Battery would be great in this case for its emotional spectrum to where your opponents have less free actions. Um, I, if, you're, if you run her full 175, um, Sinestro Core wouldn't be a bad choice because you're looking at a figure that um, she sits higher than the, than most average primary attacker team, so oh, 175. Yeah, definitely a 175. Um, she's already got an 18 defense top dial, so you're looking at now a 20 they have to hit. She can choose Perplex to give herself a 21 for your opponent to try to hit. Um, she's a solid piece all around. Um, same reason we like Super Scroll. I mean, hell, what do you need? If you have the imagination for it, you've got it. Um, and the same thing goes for team building. I mean, it's really hard to pick. Uh, TK is really good with her, so any good cheap TK. Um, she does lack in the defense department because she cannot choose defense powers. So anything that either improves her defense, um, well... The ESD Doctor Strange rotated out, didn't it? Because that was Guardians of the Galaxy. Or, uh, Galactic Guardians, wasn't it? Yeah, it was Galactic Guardians. Uh, is there anyone currently that grants ESD? We did just. Uh, I was thought it we Cannonball? Just... Oh, yeah, the new Cannonball. But gave he's ESD? pricey. Somebody like that gave. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure it's Cannonball. I mean, any way to grant her anything to defense really helps her out, especially later dial where she's got super senses. But, um, she's pricey, but. I think we're definitely going to see a lot of play out of her, especially her half dial. I was going to say, I like her best at 90. I do too. Because at 90... She's the perfect s- secondary attacker. She's a freaking Swiss Army knife and a half. And the, she's the, almost broken. The one thing people don't realize is, my my favorite thing to pick on her was Perplex Precision Strike Hypersonic. I mean, like you just run in, you guarantee through that super senses, pop that character for three damage. Mm-hmm. I or mean, if it's got impervious, yeah, boost your attack, get that guaranteed one damage or whatever. Yep. She was very annoying uh, to face, and I definitely plan on playing her um, a lot. She's really cool. Outwit Poison was another fun one. So you're just like, okay, so my na- my poison trait doesn't apply, or the poison trait, even if they were running Engineer, wouldn't have matter here because you outwit their defense, they take the one damage basic. So um, There's just so many options, and even when she's got two tokens because of those options, she still has uses. The one thing that absolutely shuts her down, though, and gave me a lot of trouble, Green Lantern Battery, which is pretty prevalent. There are people that are... Anything that shuts down free actions really gives her a lot of trouble because it is a free action to pick her powers. It's not at beginning of turn. Yeah. Um, I like her, too. I think you're right. I think she's very open-ended. Pretty much anything. I think that's what she has going for the most, is you can throw her on any team with any resource, and she she brings a lot to the table. I'm going to go with Casey Flash next. I'm not 100% sold on whether he'll see a whole lot of meta play, but if if you want to talk about a piece that has the potential, and annoying he definitely <laughs> has the potential to do that. Um, he, of course, you know, he costs 190 so he's 
he's you have to or sorry 195 so you really have to know for 110 percent that this is what your team is built around this is he's what you're here to do he everything else on your team has to be built around him in since we're going that route i think you almost have to run sinestro battery on him. oh yeah because he has the 19 super senses and the prop control and he has the trait that doesn't let his hypersonic be countered so you don't have to worry about them taking that away and then on top of that he can get his speed tokens going and he already has a 17 movement at the top so if you can get it going even higher he's just ridiculous you could just stop right here hunter and bring up the fact that you're looking at a character that has if you gave this bastard sinestro you're gonna have to hit a 21 and he's got prob if you Mm -hmm. can get up to him around a corner i mean like that's just not only that the, the best thing about sinestro is that it's not a plus two yeah, to KC flashes. It's a negative, negative two to theirs. So you can still have resources or perplexes from other characters or something buffing your defense. I mean, if you max out, if you get him to a plus three defense and then your opponent's figure to a minus two, you're looking at, they're never, they're, it's not yeah. going to happen. You're not going to hit him. Because if you do happen to roll a crit, he has prop. And he'll just prop you out. And then he's got super senses. Um, he also has Kingdom Come TA, a, a TA that we haven't seen in a long time, but that really can yeah. help him. Can you give me the rundown on what that does real quick? Because I completely so, forgot it's been yeah, that Well, long. let's go ahead and just read it. So whenever an opposing character, given an action, attempts to move from a non-adjacent square into a square adjacent to this character, basically, it must roll a D6. So let's say that your turtle moves in on my flash. When your turtle starts... To He's he's in his movement action. When he would move, when he would move into a square adjacent to me, we basically say, "Okay, hold up, stop." Yeah. Turtle rolls one d six. On a one to two, turtle cannot move to any square adjacent to KC Flash this turn. So turtle can't. The other figures on your team can, but he can't. Characters using this team ability ignore it on other. So if you happen to go against another Kingdom Come character, you can ignore it on them. You don't have to worry about it. But yeah, that's that's ridiculous. It's on top very of all good. Yes. So he's already a seventeen movement, and annoying to get up to. So he can't be base. You can't run up. It, it's harder to run up a plasticity piece on him and try to slow him down. Yeah, it's a lot harder um, because you have a thirty three percent chance of making them just go away and then letting Flash one shot them whenever he wants to. Um, he also has eight clicks of life. So if you do go the Sinestro route, you do make him super hard to hit. Um, he and, and they do somehow hit him. His first two clicks have super senses. His next two clicks are 18 impervious, still with prob. His last four clicks are super senses on a 3 to 6, and it can't be re-rolled. Um, I, they basically just put that in there for the blue battery if you decided to be a real asshole and run blue battery on them. And then he, I'm not going to lie, before I saw that, that thought had crossed my mind. And then he has a buffed up attack power. Uh, up to three times per turn, give him a free action, remove a speed token from his card. When you do, lock his damage value at its current value until the end of the turn and give him a close combat action as a free action. The reason they let you lock it is... Because of the new, you know, you take negative or one damage. Or else it just be 3, 2, 1. So you can continually get 2 damage, 2 damage, 2 damage. As long as you're not going against it uh, in ball or so, impervious. Uh, hey, buddy. Uh, when he hits with those attacks, wouldn't he gain another speed token? He would, in fact, gain another speed so token. So you would just get a If he hit. As long as he hits and deals damage, yes. A free action, remove a speed token from this card and lock his dude. You So you wouldn't even have to give him a token that turn. So once they get up on you, you just pull the three, you swing three yeah. times. See, here's then... one thing that I've been... I haven't been studying clicks and, and theory crafting clicks as much as I used to. I, I still love the game, I stu- but I don't do as much work into it as I used to. But there is one thing I noticed the other day. And one thing that they I think they really missed, and potentially, not likely, but potentially, they may have to watch this at some point or another. And that's that they didn't specify on the speed force that it can only trigger once per turn. Yeah. If you have some way of friendly mind control or other things to get character or like this, to get characters multiple free actions, the shit could get pretty oh, yeah. pretty damn out of hand and pretty exploitable. Um, at 300 points, it's not as likely, but in bigger points games where people have more room for shenanigans to build around them, it could be almost unstoppable. You know, honestly, looking at him, like when we talk like resources, I would run with him and stuff. It's kind of weird for me to bring this one up. I like the bat build on him. Solely because you give him cheap stealth, 
He's already an expensive piece, and that clears you the rest of your points to run whatever else you want. Because with stealth, if your opponent doesn't have a way to look through hindering, he you're not going to get him. Well, and on the same note as the belt, but on an opposite take, you give him the suit of sorrows, give him oh, yeah, battle too. fury and uh, and super strength, and he's over 100 points, so he could pick up ultra heavy. So now he's hitting at an God, 11 I didn't six, think about that. 11 six with prob. And you get to choose that at the beginning of the game, so you can just change up depending on what the right, hell you want. Right, right. Um, I also forgot to mention his attack, his uh, movement power of hypersonic, where uh, you can use hypersonic when he does. You can remove a speed token and make a second close combat attack, or use outwit as a free action during the movement and then continue his movement. So you could outwit so, their defense and then that six damage right. to the face. So that's what I was going to say. When I was looking at pieces to pair him up with, I was like, okay, he needs some way of getting around dampeners and super senses is like wait not if he has a speed token because he can just remove the speed token out with the the defense power and then get his guaranteed damage through on top of that you can't even throw a plasticity piece really to tie him up because he can just pop a token off out with your plasticity, the plasticity on the way in. come up and smash him and get him out of the way so it's I, kind of fun to see a piece though that the belt does work so well on because they really i can't say that any of the pieces lately that i've looked at he's one of the better there. ones um so Anyways, he's crazy fast. Disadvantages are he costs so much. Turtle shuts. He in the hates down. precision strike. Oh yeah. Uh, just because if they really wanted to load up, they could hit him. As long as you're going to need to hit him for more than one, two, three, you need to hit him for four or more so that you don't hit him onto his three mm-hmm. and click three and four of impervious. Oh, um, yeah. And then you'd hit him right onto his buffed up super senses. But again, if you had precision strike, you wouldn't care. So anyways, wrapping it up. Um, I actually, aside from the parallax battery, I would like the orange battery too. You, if you ran the orange battery with them with a good um, attack secondary attacker that has precision strike, then you wouldn't have to worry about precision strike on them. So maybe Yondu yeah. at seventy six points. Um, Yondu'd be a great secondary attacker that would leave you, um, let's see, twenty one. It'd leave you about twenty six points, twenty nine points for. Uh, Retail uh, utility or whatever you want to buy. Orange battery too, yeah. uh, Resources and um, amethyst as well. Amethyst is a good secondary attacker that a lot of people forget about that has precision strike on first click. So I think either of those with the orange battery or run the Sinestro battery. And then we have let's see, you did Doctrine Engineer. So basically, all we have left is Star Labs tech. And really, we can split this one. This one's an easy one. It's super quick. I mean, you know what she is. You know what she does. Thirty-three points, cheap TK, and Precision Strike availability if you really need it. Push her on to support. There's basically not a figure that we've named in this list today that she doesn't go good with. No. And that bodes really well for all the old figures we're not talking about today. Yeah. And again, she would go well with Casey Flash, just like she would Black Lantern Zoom. I mean. Yeah. It seems overkill to get TK on a high hypersonic piece like this, but it almost makes Be it even better. Or, Be that <laughs> Yeah, well, the good thing is, uh, with those two pieces, they both can benefit from that precision strike um, yep. power. So I really, really like her. I, I think she's, out of all these, she's the one that, there's a, there's no doubt in my mind, she's she will definitely see yeah. some meta play just because of that cheap point cost. Let's do let's do our our game before we do hidden gems. I feel like I've been running my mouth a lot on this subject, <laughs> uh, and I do love your tears. They just make this game so great. So while Austin's pulling up his three figures to try to stump us with, uh, I'm going to call Mr. Harry Dempsey and see if he's available to play our game this week. I texted him earlier. I said, "Can you do the game tonight?" And he said, "I got my thinking hat on," and by hat I mean cold medicine. So we'll see if he's... uh, Snoozing through the game. We'll see if he's available and awake. I got got some good ones today. You guys are going to hate me. Mr. Harry Dempsey. You're on with the two sexy gentlemen that uh, run the Dial H for Heroclix podcast. Since obviously the third one is out grinching it up or something. Stealing Clicksmith. Yeah, our theory is that uh, Drew is actually the Clicksmith Grinch who stole Clicksmith from us this year, and that's why he's been too busy to do the podcast. Uh, I'm going to go ahead with that. I think he also got me sick when we went and got wings the other night. I wouldn't put it past him. He's He's trying to destroy Dial H, too. (laughs) He has a mission right now. It's just destroy everyone who loves Hero Clicks, ruin their holiday season. Um, 
So for those of you listening at home, the way that this works, if you want to play along, is we have three figures that Austin knows what they are, and he's trying to keep Harry and I from guessing what these figures are. We will get three rounds of guesses. At each round, we will randomly use a random number generator, figure out two clues at each stage, at each round, that uh, will maybe get us closer to figuring out what this figure is. So Harry and I's job is to figure it out. Austin's job is to stump us without making it some super abstract character that we'll ever get. Hey, you leave a... Bad Samaritan out of it. Most of these are modern. All of these are modern. All apes, these are right? modern. Okay, so. so you know that much. Um, so if you want to play along, what you'll do is you'll listen to Austin's clues. You'll pause the podcast and make your own guess before you press play and listen to Harry and I try to figure out what and it is. Listen to them blank out for sixty seconds before yeah. just saying, "Screw it, it's Batman." <laughs> so let's start off with figure number one. And our two clues for round number one of guesses are seven and six. Um, so six, we scratched out. We took that out and we said we would make it a re-roll. So we got seven and five. So we get the set name and the rarity. Two pretty good ones. Oh, damn. Common, number four. Oh, and set name. Yeah. Uh, slosh. That's going to ruin this one. Oh, well. There's a lot of commons in Slush, though. There is, but it's going to ruin it when I get to the later stuff, probably. I'm going to go Polar Boy. Nope. Cosmic Boy. Nope. Okay, so no Polar Boy. What? Is Cosmic Boy even a person or is it Cosmic Lad? (laughs) It's Cosmic Boy. Close enough. (laughs) I think he's number one. Alright, so no Cosmic Boy, no Polar Boy. Let's go to round two. We have number 10 and 17. 10 is name of a special power. 17 is improved movement or targeting. No improved movement or targeting. Tactical deployment. Hmm. Oh, Gates. Nope. No, damn. I really Gates thought... is an SR. No, he's not an SR. I thought he was a rare. Oh, he's not a common, though. He's an uncommon, I think. Damn, that's right. I guessed too early. <laughs> I wish I could take it back. You can't. You can't. I wish I could take it back. Tactical deployment. If you guys don't get this one, I'm going to be mad. I said lightning lad, but I don't think I've said no. Yeah, it's not lightning lad. Okay. We got one more round. Number 12 and 10. Oh, we already did 10. Uh, 9. Okay, we have opening movement power and any special combat symbols. Sidestep. No combat symbols. Well, it's not Polar Boy, and he does start with side stuff. What other commons start with side stuff? And tactical deployment. Science police. Yep. Oh. See, the plan... I did not get that. I don't see, know. See, here was the plan. Everything that you guys could have asked on there would have led you guys thinking it's a different uh, police piece. And then you get set for the very first one. I'm like, damn it. <laughs> Alright, so Harry got him on that one. Let's go to figure number two. We have clues number seven and ten. We have rarity and name of a special power. Pure psionic being and rare. I feel like I know this one. Do you, Hunter? Shit. I feel I know this one. Is it a Shadow King? Oh damn, that was well done, Harry. It is. Good job. I figured the other power, which is Xavier's equal, no superior, would have thrown it even worse. All right. And guess number three, or click uh, figure number three, we have seven and 15, which is rarity and opening damage power. Perplex, super rare. Well, that narrows it down. Batman. <laughs> what? Did you it's say Batman. Batman? Well, Harry's got it. That's three points for this week. <laughs> um kind of mad. I can't beat Harry now this week. We were all tied up every week until now. That cold medicine really doing him good. He need to make that a ritual. Cold medicine, quote unquote. <laughs> also known as methamphetamine. I was going to say, there's people who use methamphetamine for cold medicine, so... Um, I'm not mixing cold medicine with adult beverages. <laughs> that usually makes me a lot slower, not sharper, but, you know, whatever works for you. Technically, Adderall is a methamphetamine. Uh, play pool better when they're drunk. 
Um, I have no idea, so I want to skip. All right, we'll go with round two. We have number one and number nine. Team ability and any special combat symbols. None and no. Oh, well, that sure helped. So we still stuck at Super Air with Perplex. <laughs> uh, Abracadabra. Nope. We're not, I got nothing. Yeah, we're not going to get this one <laughs> unless we get really lucky next. We got 10 and 8. Name of special power, range, and number of bolts. Reality twist, 8 range, 1 bolt. Oh, hmm. Scarlet Witch? No. 8 range, 1 bolt, super rare. Yes, she's not a super rare. With perplex. Reality twist. I'll give you another guess, Harry. Really twist. What made me think of her? What? I do not think you guys are going to get um, this one. It's a good one. Is it from the flashlight? Rasputin. Um, you son of a bitch. Yeah, Mikhail Rasputin. Uh, Wolverine the X-Men 55, Mikhail Rasputin. Oh, I forgot he was a super rare. Yep. Reality twist is his attack. You get off HC Realms. Reality twist is what I think of him. Yep. Damn. Well done, Harry. That's three points for you this week. Kicked our ass this week. I'm going to have to... Why don't you bring some of that cold medicine to Clicks tomorrow? (laughs) Wednesday. I'm going to hit some of that. Damn, son. All right, Sir Harry. Thanks, as always, for being with us. No problem. We'll see you next week. All right, bye. I'm so mad. Can't believe it. You should be. Harry. I got shut the fuck out. <laughs> How's that rubber taste from the Harry's boot up your ass? <laughs> that ain't in my ass. <laughs> All right, let's get into some Hutter's Hidden Gems. We haven't done this for a while. So what I do on this segment is I take a set that is in modern age, and I go through, and I find a couple pieces that are really, really stinking good, but didn't quite get a lot of attention. They didn't see a lot of meta play. They most of the time don't see much local play either, but I think they're really good for their point cost. So, awesome. Today we're talking about Batman. Now, when I say Batman, what are the big figures that saw tons of play from Batman off the top of your head? I it's been so long. One of them is a chick, and she's big. Catwoman. Big Barda. From Batman. You're way off. Yeah, from Batman. You didn't remember the big Barda. Oh, from Big Barda. I was thinking Big Bertha. <laughs> you said the one's a chicken, she's big, and I was thinking Big Bertha. <laughs> uh, big Barta was huge. In fact, she was one. She was such a a commanding sealed piece. Like as far as if you take one single set and you say what one figure is like, without a doubt, everybody would always play it if they pulled it. Big Barta from Batman oh, yeah. was that figure for sure. Um, some other pieces that saw a lot of play. Cop cars were from Batman. Yep. The Bruce Wayne Prime sees a whole lot of play locally and meta-wise. Um, and then 202 Bruce Wayne, the TK Perplex one that we've talked about a lot. He's super good, too. Other than that, it was a pretty uh, a pretty laid-back set for super competitive pieces. So the two pieces I wanted to talk about today are... Uh, one has seen a tiny bit of meta play. It did place well one time because George played it. And that is uh, Beast Boy Pterodactyl. That's my first figure. Now, Beast Boy Pterodactyl is basically only on here if you're running animal teams. But he is a key, key piece for your animal team. He is 60 points. He has charge and exploit weakness top dial, which is extremely good for only 60 points. And then he has flight, something you need on animal teams. And Indom, something that actually surprisingly is lacking a lot on animal teams. They don't have a lot of willpower to go around. And not only that, you have the Logan Express trait. He can use carry. He can carry up to three characters if they all share a keyword with him. Now, for animal teams, that's huge. Oh, yeah. They don't have a lot of carry to begin with. And they're always... And they're swarm. Not to mention they're always... An animal team is always all keyword. Like, they don't... Yeah. So, like, the good thing about them is... 
most of them have flurry or the, a lot of them are close combat oriented. Yeah. So Logan Express can really help you get the whole team up there. And these days it's even better. Now that we have access to the red battery with giving them all poison or giving them all steel energy or something like that. Like yeah, like the swarm aspect of animal teams might see a, a bit of a resurgence. I don't know. We'll have to see. Um, the other thing I like about that ability particularly is how it combos with things that give free actions to animals too. Exactly. So that was my next point is that he synergizes very well with the main linchpin for animal teams, Alyosha Craven. Because when Alyosha moves up, Beast Boy Pterodactyl moves up. When Beast Boy Pterodactyl moves up, your whole goddamn team moves up because yep. he carries them all with him. So I think... You know, a lot of people probably already know him if they play animal teams, but if you don't play animal teams all the time, chances are you've never even seen this figure played, especially if you're a newer um, player, because it doesn't feel like it to us, but this set came out a long-ass time ago. Oh, it feels like it to me. Um, the sad thing is that both Beast Boy Pterodactyl and Alyosha will be rotating for sure next time that rotations happen, because they're both in sets that are close. Alyosha. I know I am. In Sinister Six teams are going to get screwed. Yeah, but uh, Red Battery's really good with him, and Book of the Skulls is really good with him because he helps them move all move, move all of them up, up in front of the five square. You know, and then of course Godolkin's a great so. hammer drop. Yeah, exactly. The the lion helps you so much. With Can I guess drops. a figure that I'm pretty sure is going to be on this list, Hunter? I think you're going to guess Nightwing. No. Oh. I'm guessing Black Lightning. Yep, that's the next. Black Lightning. I love this figure. I played it on uh, so many teams. I've turned so many people onto this piece over the last couple of not years. Gonna lie. Definitely yeah. were the one who got me into this guy once I started playing. Black Lightning is 87 points. He was a super rare, and he was very overlooked. Hardly anybody played him at all. In fact, I didn't play him for a long time when the set first came out because I played all the Batman figures and the Batman enemies and stuff. But once I finally got around... Uh, to running him on a Justice League team one time, I just fell in love and realized how amazing he is for 87 points. Especially back in the day when he first came out, he was even better than, for the points. Uh, he has 8 range, running shot, and a special attack power that gives him energy explosion, end cap, and psychic blast. Now when he first came out, you couldn't psychic blast and energy explosion at the same time. Now you can. And you can also do the end cap to trigger energy explosion, too. There's Yeah, nowadays there's certain times when he could potentially end cap and energy explosion. And when he uses end cap, he can use sharpshooter and has three bolts. So three so bolt penetrating energy explosion. There's been a lot of times where I use him as a secondary oh, attacker slash control piece. If For either match, it depends on the matchup. There's times where I use him for just a running shot triple bolt in capper and then using his outsider's team ability to keep things under wraps. He's very good in um, uh, in non-resource games where he can really provide modifier manipulation without actual resources. You know, yeah. the outsider's team ability, one of the best team abilities in the game. There's a reason that it's uncopyable is because it's that amazing. Um, it can shut down energy shield, reflexes, perplexes... A whole, all kinds of Shuts stuff. Shuts down tons of stuff off resources. And it's just as good in resource, yeah, in resource events just because it can completely shut down I played him, turn by turn. I played him alongside a 200 point team base with a bat belt on him once because bat belt gave him stealth and it allowed him to uh, remove team abilities too. So um, it just gave him more shutdown utility on top of being an already great secondary attacker to back up my team base. He has a willpower with that running shot special attack power for his first three clicks. His bottom dial, he has Pulse Wave, Energy Shield, and Exploit Weakness. He, as I mentioned earlier, the Justice League keyword really it helps him a lot. And then on top of that, he has Outsiders, which do have some decent uh, figures if you wanted to build an Outsiders team. Did we but get any new Outsiders? For the most point, you're going to run Justice League. Um, let's see. We got Captain Boomerang. I knew somebody the, had it. The young Captain Boomerang, who's not a bad figure. Jade from War of the Light had it. And that's about it. Indigo from Teen Titans, but that's not that great of a, yeah. a piece. But yeah, Black Lightning. If you have this piece and you've never played it, which give it a shot, it, which is certainly possible, give this guy a try because he's very, very fun and very good. Um, another one I mentioned some honorable mentions. Uh, Nightwing zero zero eight. Give him a second look. I really like him. And the Joker from the Gravity Feed. I've always really liked that. Still to this day is my favorite Joker. I think. 
he's really surprising because people don't expect the Joker to sit in stealth from seven range and, and shoot and have mastermind <laughs> exploit wild card. He also has a really cool Harley power. And this is before we had the awesome power. I'm definitely gonna have to try him now that he has a better Harley to pair up with. So I didn't even think about that's that. another, yeah. uh, and Mr. Freeze, but everybody knows about Mr. Freeze. He's a great figure from that set too. Um, what about Maul? <laughs> Maul's fun, oh, but he's a insider. I was just talking to somebody about Insider today, actually, because supposedly he's seeing a little bit of play now. He's cool, um, and he has seen some meta play from time to time. It's the main reason I didn't want to list him, because he has seen a oh, decent sure. little chunk. He had a lot of tricks when the power plant first came out, There's because like, he can move around for free, yeah. and you just stack rings on him and let him do his thing. But, uh, yeah, I, I love the Batman set, not just because I'm a Batman fan. It really was a great, really, really fun set. Yeah. All right, to wrap us up this week, as always, we're going to do our favorite segment, which is Mailbag. And just to quickly cover dial design while we pulled up the mail, this past week was, as we said last week, we're going to let you click your favorite things in the month of December as kind of our gift to you. The first week we did uh, video games, and this week we did movies. And so a lot of people have been submitting those. Um, I actually have not officially put up the scores yet, for this past week of the movies because I've been out of town, out of state, uh, visiting family in Kentucky. So tonight, today's Monday, by the way. We usually record on Tuesday, but we're doing it on Monday this week. Um, I'll be getting those up probably tonight, actually. So probably by the time you hear this, if you guys are avid dial designers with us, check out the, the thread. It's probably updated. But this next coming week, for the last week, we're going to do just any comic book character, period. Um, or anime character that you want it manga any of that kind of stuff that you want to click so a dial for pretty much any figure that you want i do want to say some sick bastard fan of our podcast sent me a picture of a bowl of chili with fritos in it oh we got some chili action oh of this course week. we got some chili action this let's week. let's kick it off with gmail uh we had a long email from nick boyle i don't know i'm gonna read that i'm gonna read all of it but he he brings up a point that we shouldn't try to name Austin's segment. We should just have it called Austin's Unnamed. It just sounds classy. I don't think it sounds classy. <laughs> I do like Austin's segment, though, because it's got my name in it. Uh, he says, someone mentioned symbiotes working like entities last week. This needs to happen. Can you imagine four symbiote Deadpool from Deadpool versus Carnage represented? <laughs> my big ones for future resources is the Hall of Armor, like Austin said, but I'd also love to see Hawkeye's quiver giving different characters different abilities off of range. I guess it would work a bit like the power plant, but it would be cool. I agree. Uh, Hawkeye's quiver would be cool, especially if you had different arrows and all that crap. To Somebody, when the belt first came out, I remember made this. a custom Hawkeye's... Uh, Turned it into a quiver, yeah. yeah. If you are somehow listening, <laughs> and you did, you're the guy who made that, Hit us up and give us some pictures and info. Link us back to all that stuff and we'll share it with everybody on the podcast. Because it was really cool. Yeah. That was a long time ago. Um, he says, a couple questions. What sets would you like to see in the future? What OP events would you like to see? That's pretty open-ended, so we'll just name just a couple. Aquaman and Wonder Woman sets. Definitely. I'm a big Wonder Woman fan. A lot of her side characters have never been clicks before, period. We finally got Steve. Yeah, I mean, they could do the whole stinking family oh, of yeah. the gods. Like, none of those guys, aside from Ares, has when ever been When is the clicks. last Ares we got? Um, there's two, I believe. But I mean, we got Marvel Ares. There's a I mean, very good... The DC 75th anniversary, uh, anniversary Ares is sick. But um, he's the last one, and that was 75th, so that was quite a... That yeah. was four years ago, um, at least. I want to see... Actually, it's not a direct comic Marvel DC set. I still want to see an Injustice set, which supposedly they're... It's up in the air for because they're doing Injustice 2 here soon, so we might actually see it. Um, just because I do like their depictions of some of the characters. Um, I definitely would love to see a Fantastic Four set, but it's not going to happen, I don't think. <laughs> At least for not for Especially a few since years. Guardians of the Galaxy just did a lot of their side stuff too. Like uh, we got Negative Zone and uh, they did a little bit. Yeah, they yeah. did a new Annihilus, um, another new Mole Man with the zombie version, and some other people. Um, other I than that, mole you know, other than that, I can't complain because I've gotten a lot of my favorite stuff lately. I got Gal Guardians of the Galaxy, two different Guardians of the Galaxy sets. We were just talking about um, how uh, last week. Uh, 
This this next this upcoming year is gonna be printing money for Wiz Kids. You got an Avengers and a Justice League set yeah. going. I got War of the Light too, which clicks a lot of my favorite. I'm a big cosmic guy in comics, and that co- they covered DC and Marvel last year. Um, I'm all, I also like Flash a lot. I wouldn't mind a new Batman set towards the end of the year because all like we said, that set's gonna rotate out of modern age. So a new Batman style set at the end of the I year know next how year. I could do it. Just do the Forever Evil CTD like we talked about. Because they had all that Arkham stuff go down. You could do a lot of Batman oh, villains. Oh, Arkham and, War. Yeah. yeah they could do you could like do a Arkham ton of War. Batman villains, a ton of just villains in general that weren't clicked in the last few Those sets. would be mine too. As far as OP events, that's something we're going to get into soon anyway, so we'll kind of Throne skip of Atlantis with Relics of Atlantis. He throws out some ideas of Spider Island, Spider-Verse, Armor Wars. I just read Armor Wars, by the way, this past week. Um, it doesn't hold up as well as I remember. Yeah, it did not hold up well. Um... <laughs> He has some amalgam ideas and access sets and stuff. We'll go to Abel. says, Fritos, the 10th wonder of the world. My question, what what do you guys think the best modern age prime figure sculpt is? Ooh. The rival is pretty cool, and so is the zoom. All the new flashes are probably the coolest looking. Oh, yeah, those flash primes, they did a great job. They definitely get it on sculpt. Um, What's the best playability-wise? Hmm. For its, there's a lot of good ones. For its points, probably still Brother Voodoo. Oh yeah. For just for bang for your buck, as far as points value is concerned, Cerise is, is very very good for her points. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was gonna sneak that one by you for a second there. <laughs> What's the best modern age chase sculpt? Hmm, that's a thinker. To be honest, the sculpts that I think a lot of people overlook when they think about this. As much as I as this as the chases were kind of bleh, I like the Teen Titans sculpts. Yeah, they did do a pretty good job. I, on those. The uh, Persuader with the axe and the oh, yeah. blue lightning. Was uh, the really impulse cool. looks pretty good too. Impulse cool Zookeeper was cool. Um, as much as I hate them, the Phoenix Force chases looked pretty nice. Oh yeah. Really, um, I think they've done a great job with the chase sculpts lately. Like they just all look really solid. Uh, the sculpts period have oh, gotten yeah. better. Uh, best modern age chase playability wise. The new question's really good. Oh yeah. And um, luckily we got one. I got. I pulled a Pandora. Austin pulled a question, and we traded so that I would keep the Pandora. This question's like cheating entities. Traded so that we could keep the modern question. age chases that are yeah, playable entities. He says his opinion: best sculpt Black Lantern Zoom. Uh, best playability, prim, or sorry, best prime sculpt Black Lantern Zoom. Best prime playability is Alyosha. That's another good one. Yeah. Best modern age chase sculpt, he says. Uh, Anti sinister six Spidey. That's, a, that's oh yeah, that's an there. amazing sculpt. Uh, the the Spidey the armor suit Spidey is really good too. Um, actually, all the Spidey sculpts were pretty dang slick. And then he also says entities for uh, best chase. It's like a trick question. He says finally Cheetos or cheese puffs. Cheetos. I, I, I like both, but I like the crunchy. Cheetos. Yeah, that's jalapenos the especially. How crunchy jalapeno. Cheetos, that's where it's at, man. Um, Cheetos go really good on sandwiches. TJ Hamilton gives us an idea for the name of the game show. Oh, boy. Bad Samaritan presents Who the F is This? <laughs> it's not a bad I one. I like that one. Yeah, it's not bad. <laughs> um, Alexander sends a super long question, like crazy long, so I'm definitely going to just read the... going to summarize that one. I love the show. Listen to it every day. Every week of the day that it, every week on the day that it gets posted, keep up the sick work. I just wanted to write one email touching on a bunch of things y'all talked about recently. First, potential name for Austin's segment: Austin's colorful clicks conundrum of cacophic questionable considerations. Damn the alliteration! It pulls at my heart. I know, I like it, but, but I, I don't want to have to say it every week. <laughs> I, I already have drawn out the name of Drew's segment unnecessarily long just to mess with Drew. To be fair, I think we also have screwed Drew's segment up every week consistently because I'm pretty sure we add a couple fixes on there. Um, I do it purpose. Yeah, on yeah. Drew's I purposely just ramble on just to be funny. I, I still like Are You Smarter Than a Clicks player right now. But I do like that one too. Yeah. As for the best add-on to Chili, that's Doritos. This man, I like this man. I, I like Doritos too. Doritos and chili is really. Although good. Doritos is harder to eat, they they stab you sometimes. And, yeah, um, in chili, you know. when you crunch them up though, and you just throw them in the chili and mix it in, they get kind of soft. If you like, take a hammer and you like crush them into like fine Doritos, <laughs> fine things, glass powder, <laughs> then they're amazing. <laughs> but that's a lot of work to go through. Um, he he gives us a potential value corner. 
C135 Ultron. He says people should take a look at it. It's expensive, That's but the, it has uh, super high values. Which Ultron is that? It's really, really old from uh, um, the original sets. Um, for the long part, he's asking about Lord of the Rings ideas, but they're crazy long. He just has some ideas for some... Uh, I just want a Fellowship team base and a freaking Balrog Colossal, damn it, whiz kids. Make it happen. Yeah, he mentioned stuff that we've talked about before. We want Balrog, Smog, Ents, Ring Race on Fell Beasts. That's a good one. Elephants. Um... Uh, a big detachable uh, Sauron with a detachable eye. Shelob would have been cool as a colossal. Um, on that note, we were talking about that last week a little bit with regards to side sets, and I said that I think a lot of these side sets would honestly sell better if they weren't CTDs. I think if oh, they just sure. if they just shot it out and just I went think they make more money. Boosters. I think they make more money on CTDs though. I swear they do. They, they really that's do the only explanation because the packaging of. doesn't cost them as much as the boost in price. It doesn't. And they're also selling you four figures for the price of five, yeah. usually, on the other boosters. I mean, if they did five-figure Lord of the Rings sets, I would have bought that crap, like, I would have bought it by the case. I think there's a reason they do CTDs like crazy. I think they make more money off of it. Uh, Matt Heroic says, as a Texan, my opinion on Chile outranks everyone else's. Uh, first of all, I disagree with you, but... As a Texan, I'm going to tell you something to make you cry. As a Texan, we don't give a shit. I put pasta in my chili. The only th- wrong thing you can put in chili is beans. Okay. No, what? He says, that's not chili, that's too. Who the fuck eats chili without beans in it? I'm sorry. Kidney. We had went through a whole F- a whole uh, episode oh gosh, without dropping man. an F-bomb, but that made me drop Who doesn't an put F-bomb. beans in chili? How can you not put beans in chili? How are Something's farting? wrong with the world. We're agreeing on something. Now, as far as noodles, <laughs> that's a hot topic up here because oh, I'm, yeah. I'm from Kentucky. Down there, we don't put noodles in chili, but... Up here, everyone. Up here, noodles. everybody puts noodles in chili. I will say, I've tried it both ways. It's fine either way. I like way. it. Yeah, I like I it both ways. I prefer it without. I prefer it with. <laughs> but I can eat it with it in. It's yeah. not a big deal. Uh, but beans, come on, man. You gotta have beans Kid- in chili. Kidney, what are, you what's in your chili? Kidney and red beans. What's in your chili? If just hamburger beans, and it, tomato it, sauce. You just eat a raw fucking <laughs> and cow. And Fritos. I don't care. <laughs> Oh god, we're gonna get so many angry letters. The pasta debate is one that I've I've never seen something inflare people over something so trivial. <laughs> Ross Rock. I'll also say this: I moved up here. I work with two people who just moved from Ohio, right? They're but they're from Cincinnati, especially where Skyline Chili is huge. That's like its oh, main area. Okay, they both talk up to me how amazing Skyline is, and I'm like, you guys, I've eaten. I've eaten some pretty some damn deep, good chili. That deep South homemade chili. Once a week, my whole life. I know what good chili is. They're like, no, you got to try Skyline. It's the best chili. Went over there one day. The grossest chili I've ever ate in my entire I've life. I've had it once and I did not It like has it. the strangest taste to it that is so gross. I can't even. I even tried another time just getting a chili dog and I could. It, it's gross. I, I don't, don't get it. I don't get it. In general, I would say I'm not huge on any chain's chili. Like if I eat chili, I like homemade chili. Yeah, it's got to be my mom's chili or With kidney and red beans. Chili. <laughs> and deer meat preferably for my Oh opinion. God, yes. But uh, anyways, <laughs> Ross Rockefeller, I very much doubt that's a real name, but if it is, kudos. <laughs> that's Drew's nickname. Kudos to your father and mother. Uh, it says, Austin's game show should clearly be called Austin's Clixie Limits. Really enjoy the podcast. Thank you. The ba- I like the Bad Samaritan one so far, and Are You Smarter Than a Clicks Player? We haven't got an email from Eric this week, Eric Lennell, but that's because, that's well, broke. we're going one day early, and he usually sends them last second, so he probably just hasn't gotten around <laughs> to it. <laughs> we're going to break his spree by accident. <laughs> um, we got one from J.R. Brower, who asked, if you could get one clicks as a gift for Christmas, what clicks would it be? That's a hard one. I know mine. Mine is... Unless I get them somehow luckily in prizes coming up in the next week or two. Gorilla Grodd from Flash. I really, really love Gorilla Grodd. And I really like that click style. The more I look at it, it looks super fun. Oh, yeah. And also, I noticed that, um, the first of all, the Gorilla City guys are really cool, especially the main set ones. And uh, they kind of remind me of the new version of the Amazons, where they're within eight, they get willpower and something else bonus. Those old Amazons. You know what I really want to But I noticed that they make a perfect... Uh, 300 point team if yeah. you add um, let's see let me pull up Gorilla Grodd here and he's I would love to get a hold of him let's see he's 175 and then if you add 
one Gorilla City Soldier, and I think it was the um, Gravity Feed one. CTD one, or maybe it was a four hundred point team. I think it was a four hundred point team. Now that I see here, yeah, enough. it's two of the Gravity. You feed. could either do two Gravity Feeds, or you could do multiples of the other one and do it at four hundred or five hundred. But they all they point is they all add up to cool point value. Uh, I want a horde of Argus soldiers. You want a horde of the agents? Yeah. They're not, it's not that they're great or anything, it's just they'd be fun to play a horde of. They have a cool sculpt. Oh, I love their That's sculpt. That's one of my favorite sculpts. All right. Being a basic sculpt. And then let's double check Facebook on our uh, fan page. And make sure there's nothing on there either. If you guys have, as we said last week, let's give it one more week, I guess. What do you think? One more week of people trying to beat the name for your segment for the game show. Yeah, one more week. If nothing beats smarter than a clicks player by next week, that's the official one. Uh, We have a suggestion here from Tim Cashmark who says it should be clicksing for dollars. (laughs) Uh, That's the only one on Facebook this week. Man, all of our fans are such procrastinators. They wait till the last day, and then the day we do it a day early. Next week we're going to have double mail now because we're doing it live. So thanks for tuning in this week. If you guys have any suggestions for categories for the end of the year episode where we review the best of 2014 if you have a category for clicks or even movie comic book movies or comics or anything like that send those to us to our gmail or our facebook both of course dial h for hero clicks um, follow us on twitter or like us on facebook those are the two fastest ways to get news from us whether it's a community question or whether it's um when a new episode comes out those are the two best ways to get in touch with us and to find out what's new with us we post on there during multiple times during the week you sometimes just do pictures of clicks events and stuff and then of course send any questions at all fun or bashing austin's chili tastes or anything oh man i will fight you all to the death to dial h for hero clicks at gmail.com until next week this is hunter signing off for our Christmas Grinch in hiding Drew Alderson (laughs) and my cousin and good friend Austin Smith. Later guys.